Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Friday, June 30th. 2023 a big weekend is ahead as nba free agency is set to get started and we've got several duke blue devils who are looking for new homes we're going to discuss that throughout today's show and also recap the nba draft that was a week ago summer league right around the corner so we'll discuss the fit for Derek lively the second and Derek whitehead all throughout today's show with my good pal raul clement who is one of the co-hosts for the devil's den podcast if you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure that you watch our show on YouTube daily each and every day. Hit that subscribe button. July is right around the corner. Another month where we will be releasing episodes three times a week. But then coming back on August 1st, the Lockdown Podcast Network College channel goes back to five days a week simultaneously with the start of fall camp. For the football team, we'll be talking about Mike Elko getting ready for year two, as is John Shire, his second season as the Duke men's basketball head coach. We've got a lot coming your way here on the podcast, so make sure you're out there supporting us. Your support means the absolute world. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. So without further ado, I welcome in my colleague today, the aforementioned Raul Clement from the Devil's Den Podcast. Raul, how are you? Free agency and whatever else you want to talk about. Yeah, man, we've got a lot to talk about. We've uh, got a busy time of year right now as uh, you and I are both big NBA fans in addition to absolutely loving everything uh, Duke basketball. To let everybody know, July 1st is always the day that we are looking forward to when it comes to finding new homes for players, except this is another year where it's going to get started a little bit early, 5 p.m. Eastern time, on June 30th, that's today, we're going to start to hear a little bit more. It's already started a little bit with some of these top-notch NBA reporters. But the 5 p.m. June 30th roll, that's when a lot of the balls are going to get moving in terms of finding landing spots for new players. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's going to be like the craziest free agency ever, but there are some good players on the market. Obviously, Kyrie Irving, uh, who you may have already mentioned, uh, James Harden, Fred Van Vliet. There's some quality guys out there. You know, it's not going to be like 2019 or whatever year it was where we saw like 60 players moved, but it should be exciting. Can't wait to keep up with all of it throughout the weekend. And we're going to get to the Duke guys in particular a little bit later in the program. We're a week removed from the NBA draft. So let's kind of talk about those guys that were selected a week ago, the fit and uh, that sort of thing. So starting with Derek Lively, the second drafted 12th overall, a draft trade took place. So Lively was officially selected by the Oklahoma City Thunder on behalf of the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, Lively is heading to Dallas. I, I, I still don't like this rule that's in place, Raul. It's silly that we've got now this photo of Lively shaking the commissioner's hand, yeah. wearing the Thunder hat, knowing immediately he's going to be traded. He walks off the stage, and they're able to pretty much hand him the Dallas hat in that moment. Uh, but nonetheless, exciting to have another lottery pick in the Brotherhood. Yeah, for sure, and I think it's a perfect landing spot for him. You know, there was rumors that they wanted him the whole time just leading up to the draft. So for them to trade down like that and, you know, get off the Bertans contract and still manage to get their guys great. And then, of course, what he adds to the team is just defense. We all saw it. 
and they badly need that. They could not defend after the Kyrie Irving trade. They were good on offense, but the reason they missed the playoffs was their defense. How can he add to their offense with what Lively's been known to do, his limited time offensively at at Duke with some injuries and whatnot, but a a great ball handler, and Luca, Kyrie possibly could be coming back, and then you've got this big fella and Derek Lively the second. What's he going to add on the offensive end? Uh, you know, a great role partner for Luca and even Kyrie if he comes back. Uh, traditionally, we've seen Dallas loves to have a role man around Luca, and they kind of don't have that anymore. I mean, they have a couple guys, but, you know, Kleber is more of a pick and pop guy. And then you've got Powell there, but who knows about his future? And so I just think adding that dynamic could really improve their offense even more. So many people are are the type of fans, and it's totally fine to be this way, that you don't have the deepest NBA connections, right? But you've got your Duke guys all throughout the league that you want to follow and see where they end up and whatnot. We've seen several players uh, that have made stops in Dallas. When you think of J.J. Redick being there at the very end of his career, Seth Curry, Christian Leitner, Elton Brand, Quinn Cook, Dante Jones, Josh McRoberts, Jim Spinarco. A lot of players, Raul, have made stops in Dallas. What do you think of that list? I don't even remember some of them playing for Dallas. <laughs> I remember, you know, Curry and stuff, but Quinn Cook? That's interesting. Um, you know, I think that Lively will definitely have more impact there and be there longer, you know, just simply because of his age and their needs. Yeah, I'm excited for what Lively is going to be able to do for Dallas. I think that's a great fit, and I think he's going to be able to accomplish a lot there for the Mavericks. So Lively will get started with Summer League uh, here in the near future. I think that we'll see some highlight reel-type blocks and, uh, and, and you know, some putback dunks, some lobs potentially. Um, Summer League could be a big time for Derek Lively II. His name's already out there. As Jay Billis immediately mentioned on draft night as he was selected, he was the number one high school cr- recruit in the country, but I think because of you know not the uh, star power that he had at Duke, he's got that opportunity to really amaze people in summer league. Yeah, for sure. He's kind of had a circuitous route to where he is now because he comes in as the number one prospect and then struggles a little bit at first at Duke, slides down the draft boards to where he was kind of near the end of the first round, then towards the end of the year just starts playing great, really impresses some people in our tournament, uh, and then you know climbs his way back up, and then he did great in workouts, was just nailing threes. I don't know that that'll be an immediate thing that he'll be able to do at the NBA level, but yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely had an interesting path. Derek Lively II, selected by the Dallas Mavericks, 12th overall, and uh, he will be joining Dallas. The Brotherhood gets another one in the lottery, which is super awesome. Duke Blue Planet released an awesome video yesterday, five minutes of, of John Shire going to the venue, being there at Derek Lively's table as he was selected. So definitely make sure you go check that out. All right, Whitehead was another guy drafted uh, for the Blue Devils on draft night. We'll talk about his fit with the Brooklyn Nets and more after our first time out here on today's program. Locked on Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, my favorite sports book out there. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and then get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 and bonus bets win or lose. These all-star game teams are being put together, and the all-star weekend in Seattle is right around the corner. A lot of awesome prop bets that you need to check out. 
I mention it all the time, but being in the heart of Braves country, really excited. Atlanta had three all-star starters selected for the National League. It's all on an app, safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on as FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. We're back at it. It's Locked On Blue Devils. I'm J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Raul Clement from the Devil's Den podcast. Raul, give us a plug for the podcast and the great team that you work with there at the Devil's Den. Yeah, I've got my co-hosts, Josh Smith and Dustin Shu. And during the summer, we're probably doing one pod every two weeks or so. You know, it's kind of a little bit of downtime. If we can get yeah. some guests, it'll pick up back up. But it's been great. We've been doing it for about a year and a half through the devilsden.com. So we have their platform behind us, you know, huge recruiting site. So just been a lot of fun. I love that. Make sure you go check out their episodes. They're awesome. They do a great job with that. So uh, let's keep talking about this offseason so far for Duke and the NBA. And we're going to take a look at the draft. That was a week ago. Uh, Derek Whitehead was selected by the Brooklyn Nets in the first round, 22nd overall. He's getting to play for his hometown team, so to speak. What do you like about this fit? I think, again, it's a perfect fit. You know, Brooklyn is a rebuilding team after Kyrie and KD have left. And so they're gonna, there's going to be opportunity there if he plays well. And they've already got a ton of shooters, so you might look at it and say there's some overlap. But some of those guys are on the older side, like Seth Curry and Patty Mills and all that. So I think they're going to be able to invest in him. And even if he does end up playing in the G League for a while, he's going to have an opportunity to make his way back up, especially with the way he can shoot. Yeah, I think the shooting is is what's so dynamic about Whitehead because he wasn't necessarily known for that coming out of high school. He did impressive things shooting the basketball, but it's what took him to the next level in college. I think people thought, myself included, really thought we'd see a little bit more from him on the ball, attacking the rim and whatnot, but injuries kind of held him back a little bit. He's getting fully healthy now. He's had a second procedure. I would imagine, Raul, that we're not – going to see Derek Whitehead participate in summer league. I don't think there's any reason to do that when you're trying to make sure he's ready to go for the regular season. Uh, but I'm really curious to see what he's going to be able to do if he can stay fully healthy to open up his rookie season and if Brooklyn gives him significant minutes out there on the floor. Yeah, I think the word was that he'd be kind of ready to go by uh, September or so. So, you know, the start of the season as things are ramping up because typically you get your uh, first game somewhere in like late October, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he should be good to go by then. It's kind of a bummer that he's going to miss summer league, but as long as he gets to kind of participate in the preseason, he should be fine. I'm eager to see if he can kind of get his athleticism back now with this second procedure, because that would really take him to a whole new level. You know, I kind of compare it to what we saw with AJ Griffin, where we really didn't see the best of him at Duke. I mean, they both shot very well, but Mobility was limited. Athleticism was limited. But then AJ gets to Atlanta, and he's been great so far. I've said it a lot this week, too. The fact that Whitehead does get selected in the first round, there's absolutely the financial boost that's in play that you didn't fall into the second round, right? So there's more money on the table for Whitehead, but not as much pressure when you're not a lottery pick, so to speak. So in all regards, like this is kind of a perfect scenario for Derek Whitehead, and then you can't deny the uh, the home element, right? Being a yep. New York, New Jersey kid, getting to play for Brooklyn now, like that's got to be really special for him. 
Yeah, you know, I've said before that there's often an advantage to falling to the late first round because chances are you're going to a good team or at the very least you're going to a playoff team. You know, who knows how Brooklyn will look going forward, but they have a lot of assets. They have a lot of flexibility. I think they could be back towards the top of the East in a few years with the right moves. All right, Whitehead on the Brooklyn Nets. Who's on that jersey prior for the Duke Blue Devils? How about this list of players? Mason Plumley, Jaleel Okafor, Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, Sheldon Williams, Mike Jaminski, Lance Thomas, Jim Spinarkle mm. once again. So a look at some former Blue Devils who have played for the Nets, Raul. Spinarkle's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember, you know, the Irving thing, obviously, because that was recent. Um, and I think that could have gone better if the team had managed to stay healthy. Just a few things didn't go right. Uh, Seth Curry's been great there. Uh, I do m- remember Mason playing for them, too. He's had a nice career. Yeah, we'll talk about a lot of those guys throughout the show here today. So, uh, super fun stuff there. One week removed from the 2023 NBA draft. Lockdown Blue Devils here today. J.J. Jackson alongside Raul Clement from the Devils Den Podcast. It's the NBA free agency special here with regards to the Duke Blue Devils. So let's kind of get into it, Raul. Let's talk about some of these big Duke players who were set to get uh, poss- new contracts, possibly new landing spots, new teams that they're set to play for uh, and whatnot. We've got a good list of players who are looking for new homes and looking for new deals, right? Yep, yep. Obviously, the big name is Irving, but there's a lot of other good guys, you know, Mason Plumley and guys like that. Yeah, let's stick with Irving. I mean, Kyrie is a player that so many people want to talk about. Late yesterday, uh, the, the Phoenix Suns emerge as a possibility, it seems, for Kyrie, which is kind of wild to think about. I think we know that the best financial decision uh, that's possible for him would be to stay with Dallas because that's the current team he's currently situated with. There's been a lot of Laker love out there. Kyrie showed up to, what, three or four Laker playoff games just on a whim to sit there courtside. Trey Young was also in the building for a lot of those games. Uh, But, yeah, what do you ultimately think happens with Kyrie Irving? Um, You know, for the reasons you said, I think he ends up back in Dallas simply because they're going to be able to offer him the most money. You know, it'll be interesting to see how many years they offer him, and that could be a deciding factor there, too, because he's getting up there in age. I think he's about to turn 32. So, you know, if he can get four or five years, that locks him in basically for the rest of his career. So I think that'll be a motivating factor. I really – I don't buy the Phoenix stuff. It's – they could, in theory, uh, do a sign-in trade with DeAndre Ayton for Kyrie Irving, but then they get hard-capped at uh, $171 And I heard this on a podcast today. That's why I happen to know it off the top of my head. But yeah. And those four guys' salaries would be $161 million, even if Kyrie took a pay cut. So... You know, then you've got just, just what ten million to to fill yeah, out to the, fill rest out of the your entire roster. roster. Yeah. So that's going to be all minimum contract guys. It just doesn't make sense, especially because the skill sets are kind of overlapping between Booker and Beal and Irving. You know, Irving may be a little bit more of a pure point guard, but that's just to me not how you build the team. But who knows? Yeah, it, look, and certainly Kyrie Irving's made a lot of money in his NBA career. He's already got the NBA championship. I, you know, I've often. Talked about my uh, love for LeBron James and how awesome it would be if we were to see them reunited there in Lakerland. I, I just think the money becomes a reason why you won't see something like that take place. Uh, it's just I don't know that Dallas was the uh, the number one landing spot. I think when Kyrie requested the trade 
out of Brooklyn. I don't know necessarily that Dallas was where he wanted to end up. Yeah, for sure. But at least he's playing with another star caliber player. You know, things could be worse. Like if he's just looking for money, he could go to somewhere like Houston or somewhere True, that has a ton yeah. of cap space. But right. does he really want to play in that kind of climate? No, I yeah. don't think so. You know, I think staying in Dallas is going to be more appealing. And then with the Lakers, obviously that would appeal to him too. But it just and they can do it. It just depends on how much money he wants and whether they're really willing to kind of gut their depth to make it happen. We're taking a look at some free agents that uh, Duke players uh, or former Duke players, excuse me, are entering free agency, kind of going over some of the big names that are out there. Kyrie Irving, obviously the biggest name among all of them. Do briefly want to touch on this name. Hoops Hype put together a list of the top 50 NBA free agents. And after Kyrie Irving rolled, the next name that many people were talking about going into free agency was Gary Trent Jr. Mm -hmm. We now know that will not happen as he's picked up his option to remain with the Toronto Raptors rather than test the open market. He'll be able to do that next year now that he's opted into the final year of his deal. But he would have been one of the number one sought-after shooters had he entered the open market. And I think we're just set up for a big payday for Gary Trent Jr. next offseason, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, he's already making a decent amount of money, but I could definitely see him getting more. He slots into really any team. You know, because he can play the two, he can play the three. He gives you a little bit of defense, great shooting, obviously. He's been improving his kind of ball handling and off the dribble work. So there were a lot of potential teams that I could have seen him fitting in perfectly. But, you know, Toronto is a good spot for him too. And maybe he just wants to see if he can really ball out this next year and just earn an even bigger payday. All right, a couple other names to discuss. We mentioned them already, but uh, Mason Plumley. And Seth Curry both have uh, had cups of coffee with the Brooklyn Nets, as we were talking about, with Derek Whitehead being drafted there a little bit ago. Plumley played last season for Charlotte before being traded over to the Clippers, had one of his best seasons. I'm sporting some Charlotte Hornets gear. It was sad to see him traded away. Uh, but uh, I think Plumley is going to be another sought-after big man this offseason because everybody's looking for guys that will defend, that will rebound, that will hustle. And that's exactly what you're getting at Mason Plumley. Yeah, and uh, he's kind of improved his scoring a little bit too recently. Like there was a two-month period or so with the Hornets where he was arguably their best player. You know, and I think the only reason they traded him is because they saw a lot in Mark Williams and they wanted to free up some minutes. Right. But we'll see. I, I could see him still staying with the Clippers, but there's a lot of destinations I like for him. Like uh, a return to the Denver Nuggets would be really nice. Yeah, someone to kind of spell Jokic yep. in those minutes uh, and what he's able to do. Obviously, Plumley was a part of that 2010 national championship team in his freshman season. And most notably, Raul, in his time in the NBA, I think if you're looking for kind of big picture takeaways from what he's been able to accomplish throughout his career, he's now left-handed when he shoots yep. the basketball. Uh, it wasn't going so well for him from the free throw line. And so uh, a mid-career crisis, so to speak, shooting the basketball so don't get confused if you're looking up Mason Plumley highlights from this past year and you're seeing him shooting it as a lefty because that is not what we saw when he was playing at Duke. Yeah, it's wild, but I think it's been effective. I believe his free throw percentage jumped from something abysmal like 32% to 60-something percent. So not amazing, but definitely we'll an improvement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even yeah. saw him hit a baseline jumper in one game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so special. That's awesome. Uh, Seth Curry, the other guy that we talked about, uh, Seth Curry, of course, 
the brother of, of Steph Curry, who's, um, you know, a titan in the sport, so to speak. And, and Seth Curry still one of the top marksmen in the NBA. He is a highly sought-after shooter. Um, he deserves to get paid a whole lot, but there's got to be a part of Seth Curry who probably just wants to play for a contender and play for a championship-level team. I'm serious. Every team in the league role, I truly believe this, would want a guy like Seth Curry to join their team. He's not as ball dominant as many of those top shooters are. He's going to make shots when the ball comes his way and just a great guy that you want to have in your locker room. Yeah, I mean, he's the consummate professional and role player. You know, you can slide him into any team and he's not going to demand a lot of touches, but he's going to come in the game, whether it's off the bench or starting, and just be super efficient. You know, I think a team like the Lakers would love to have him. Any team that struggled with shooting but is, you know, kind of on the verge of being a contender would yeah. love to add him. Yeah, let's see what happens with Seth Curry this weekend, see what new team he ends up with. Uh, all right, let's move forward talking about the, kind of the best players that are available. Hoops hype, giving love to Trey Jones, who's moving forward in his career for the San Antonio Spurs. He's a restricted free agent. Raul, explain how this works to any Duke fans who aren't aware. Well, it means that other teams can offer him money, but San Antonio has the ability to match regardless of what the offer is. And typically, if a player's played well and they're a restricted free agent, you will see the team bring them back because they want to retain the value at the very least. Even if he's not in their long-term plans, if you bring him back, it means you can trade him later. Yes, so Trey Jones has been really impressive in his career so far for San Antonio. This past year, he was primarily the uh, the starting point guard for them throughout the entire season, which was pretty awesome. I think a lot of teams would want a player like Trey Jones to join their unit. Of course, his brother Tyus was traded last week leading up to the draft from Memphis to Washington. But ultimately, I, I would imagine a team will sign Trey Jones. And then to your point, San Antonio will quickly match the offer. We'll see him pair up with Victor Wimbignana, the NBA's number one overall pick, and we'll see another year of Trey Jones in San Antonio. Yeah, I think ultimately San Antonio will add another point guard because Trey, while he played really well last year, I see him in more of the kind of Tyus role of like backup off the bench on a really good team. So I think that going forward, San Antonio will look to add somebody that's maybe slightly better, but Trey is a nice stopgap to have. You know, he's not going to make mistakes. He's going to run your offense well. He's a good defender. Uh, he's been uh, improving kind of, you know, his finishing and mid-range game. He just needs yeah. to add the three-pointer, really. Excited to see what the, the payday looks like for Trey yeah. Jones. All right, a few names left here that we want to discuss quickly uh, as we're winding down the uh, episode of Locked On Blue Devils here today, what about Justice Winslow, Austin Rivers, and Cam Reddish? These three guys looking for new homes potentially. Give me a rundown of these three players, Raul. Um, you know, I don't want to be too negative, but things are looking maybe a little bit bleak for them. Yeah. Um, maybe not Rivers. I think Rivers will always have a role as a ball handler and decent shooter. And he, he's really improved his defense since leaving Duke. You know, and Justice has the defense too, and Cam could be a good defender in theory, but the offense for Justice since leaving Duke has just been a huge struggle. And I wouldn't be you know, surprised if this has been his last contract. You know, again, I hope not, but maybe somebody uh, keeps him on for the minimum or like a couple million dollars, but 
he's just been in the league so long and hasn't really been healthy and he hasn't really improved his shot. And Reddish, I think people will still take a gamble on because of the age. But I don't I couldn't tell you where he's gonna end up. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, throwing in the dark there in terms of where these players uh, possibly could land. But Cam Reddish, of course, still so young in his NBA career, his counterparts in that freshman class, Trey Jones being one of them, but that left that year for the draft, Zion and RJ Barrett, they're already getting major money deals from their respective teams. We saw Reddish at the end of the season in Portland with Justice Winslow this past season, uh, but uh, Portland decides not to extend an offer out to him, making him an unrestricted free agent. So I think to your point, his age kind of gives him the benefit of knowing teams probably will give him at least another shot. Yep, yep. You know, it's just a different situation than Winslow because Winslow entered the NBA in 2015. So you're talking about several more years of sample size. So with with reddish i think i think he'll get at least one more nice contract really fired up and excited to see what the week looks like for a lot of these duke players what the weekend will look like i think even by the end of the day here on friday we'll see some duke guys with new homes and new deals being signed adrian warjanowski from espn and sham sharani are going to be on top of it uh, giving you all the updates that you need to know in terms of free agency coverage but Raul, it's been fun to kind of spitball ideas and talk about these Duke guys as they go for their next stop. Uh, just all in all, pretty impressive role that we've got so many Duke players in the NBA, right? Yeah, man, exciting times. It's only been growing and growing. You know, I remember 20 years ago or something where it was just a couple of guys who were really prominent names. You know, it was Elton Brand and a few other guys. So to kind of see, you know, uh, Jason Tatum finished top five in MVP voting. Kyrie Irving's a per, uh, perennial all-star, just Really great stuff. Yeah. Once upon a time, we were just all supporting Jim Spinarkle and all of yeah. his landing spots <laughs> out there for the brotherhood. Now we've got a few more players out there. <laughs> yeah, That's for sure. sure. Uh, Raul, thank you for the time once again here today. It's always a pleasure. Give me one more plug for the Devil's Den podcast, if you will. Yeah, the Devil's Den podcast at thedevilsden.com. You can also get it on all the major you know, podcast streaming services. So just check it out. Again, we're doing it once every couple weeks. For right now, then once the season starts again, it'll be once a week. Can't wait. Thanks for the time, Raul. We'll do this again, okay? Yeah, for sure. All right, that's my pal Raul Clement joining us here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. That was a whole lot of fun. Again, this weekend, 5 o'clock p.m. here on this Friday, we'll see the start of free agency, and things are going to get rocking and rolling. It's going to be awesome. Thanks so much for your support here of the program. We're back next week with more fun here on Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.